Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. Today, I'll be sharing some more poems written by my friend of many names. Some of these poems are heavy, and they talk about some of the conversations that we should be having. None of them fall in with the suicide awareness and prevention concept that I was sharing yesterday and will, of course, be sharing again on Thursday. But it's along the same vein because that's what feels right right now. And I thank you so very much for joining me here on another episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. If this one is not for you, then please come back another day or skip this episode entirely. The first poem for today is titled Escaping Gravity. Sorrow is a bird taking an ethrodized sky flapping its wings as hard as its little body will allow soaring through weeping winds the clouds have retired for the night and so has the painter there is no speckling of reds yellows pinks and purples there is only you and i origami bodies mechanically operating ourselves by pulling on some flaps are we weightless i feel hollow apart from a ticking metronome the 21 grams there's nothing in this body to act as an anchor i have no memory heavy enough the time will come to take to the skies like a kite loosely held on to the earth wallowing in the multitudes of ourselves i mourn because i exist Carrying our own stars, we extinguish ourselves in the vastness of the sky in a great whimper. And actually, now that I reread this, it does kind of feel like it ties in with the suicide prevention aspect. But um, I will leave that for you guys to mull on. This next one is titled Light Angler. Suddenly, light. And I think of your smile. A mobile lighthouse, a ship on calm seas voyaging through the vastness. Am I a fish or the fisherman? At times, I nibble on the morsel of love at the end of a sharpened hook. It pierces through my jaw, offering no resistance to being reeled in. I grew tired of my voice anyway. And when the zephyr returns, rippling a still sea, I can cast blindly into the infinity, yearning for the opportunity to reel you in. The broom breaks with you. The sun is eternal. This next one is titled Daylilies. Sometimes. I think there's a palace tucked away between your lips, a house of hummingbirds, your tongue, your mother bird pushing children into the air. I watch in amazement as those words take flight, fluttering at first, but steadily flying after a little practice. The first time you told me that you loved me sounded strained. It lingered in the air like it was unsure, an afterthought. The last time you told me that you loved me, there was no hesitation. 
Your words landed where you wanted them to. But we both know hummingbirds never rest in one spot for long. Okay, I'd like to pause here to talk about today's sponsor and then I'll return with more poetry. Welcome back, everyone. This next one is titled Tomorrow Touches the Heart. Like a bull elephant sharpening tusks on tree trunk, I take to poetry, honing words on the vast landscapes that house you, adorning words with imagery, chastising it with metaphors and similes. A poem is born and bumbles across my tongue like a young temple elephant, a knocked dia, and I succumb to the wildfires of doubt. Can this truly be love? This next one is titled Ordinary Sorrow. Where the sternum meets the clavicle. I want you to rip it apart like a wishbone. When you hold the larger part, and you will, because I've never learned to keep the heart at bay, I want you to make a wish and keep it secret. In time, the blood will wash off your hands and the maggots will have cleaned my wounds. The sadness sits just under the flesh, waiting to be exercised with a surgeon's touch. I thought wrongly of you. The ends of your fingertips elicits poetry. I wasn't meant to clench a scalpel. The onus should not be on you anyway. When my lungs struggle to exhale, I think about my eyes swallowing the drooping stars in the night sky once more and heave, making room to breathe as shallow as it is. The sorrow is ordinary, so why does it torment me so? And the next one is titled God of Carnage. And this is an older poem, but again, it's it's something that should maybe be talked about a little more. We carry the hurt in our hearts, swallowing it every time our storm clouds conjugate because we know we can't afford the luxury of becoming undone. We sow the barren lands, waiting hopefully that there just might be something other than a dread to harvest. But you had other plants. You reaped each of our harvests methodically, moving on to the next one when there was nothing left for us. Maybe it was out of hunger. Or maybe someone never taught you how to sow your own lands. Your world shatters when you learn the thief is a neighbor. Your stomach churns itself in disgust, opening a black hole of worry that will never subside. It consumes you, but you learn to slowly ignore it. When you tire of our harvests, you stalk your next vic victim, grooming us not to heed their call for help relying on their shame to keep them quiet, 
but not this time. You were caught, and even then internalized shame keeps us quiet, so you pull away and lurk the fields once more. To the next victim that finds this, I am sorry. I am sorry that I could not do what was necessary. I could not slay our shared demon. There is no survival here. There is no room for growth. The sun was bled dry. I have to read that line again because that one always gets me. There is no survival here. There is no room for growth. The sun was bled dry. We are the unwilling participants of the god of carnage. And the final poem I'd like to share today is titled... Honey and Lemon A plucked tongue, uprooted and transplanted in foreign lands before the seeds were sown, smatters between two languages, searching for the right words to string into verses, but language is so limited and you are not. I carried your son in my heart. Hemorrhaging eternal sunshine from my intercoastal spaces. You doused your sunsets and sunrises with shades of black warning others of a stark world. But you and I know the intimate truth. You've tried. You've tired of complete strangers swaying the moon closer and throwing your tides in disarray. An overflowing stream. The jasmines you carry are brimming with dreams. I whisper sing the songs of a lark attempting to rouse the dreams unabated. Your moon rolls across your ocean in response, a pearl that slipped from oysters, where breath collides with life, where stillness becomes poetry. You will be found, and I will bite into a lemon souring me back into my world. Thank you so very much for joining me here on another episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. I hope to see you again tomorrow.